Welcome back to the show. This week I talk about Mr. Rogers, Blockbuster Sleepovers, and Four-Eyed Monsters. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy too. Here it is. Digging in the crates for something good. Hidden gems often misunderstood. Cause you know there's no such thing as too much. Hello, and thanks for being here. Uh, I'm excited to be here this week. I have some good new segments for you. But first, I want to talk a little bit about First Quencher, which just came out yesterday. The first two episodes of First Quencher. And if you don't know what it is, it is a short series that I've worked on for quite a while now. And it's about first experiences. And these first six episodes are about first kisses. So they're a lot of fun. I'm, I, I feel pretty good about them and I hope you'll watch them. Let me know what you think and I hope to do more in the future. But today I have three new segments that I think you'll enjoy. And let's get right into this first one. Actual fake news. This is a segment about actual fake news we've heard that term fake news thrown around a lot but these are stories that have been proven false stories from the internet some of them you may be familiar with some of them maybe you're not familiar with but this first one this first edition it uh has always stuck with me it's an older one it's something that got uh circulated quite widely on the internet um and maybe it stuck with me because it's about a beloved character from television, Mr. Rogers. And if you don't know who Mr. Rogers is, um, let me introduce you. This this is the intro from his television show. And it ran for, I don't know how many years, but what a great guy. He, he, he died in, what was it, 2003? Very sad, but such a great man. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you, so... Let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? A neighbor. Mr. Rogers is one of those characters where it's like he's almost too good to be true and you're just like waiting for to hear something bad about him like there's all these years i'm just waiting to find out he's like you know a child predator or something because because he just 
he seems so kind and genuine and you want him to be, but you're afraid that he's not going to be. But as far as I know, I mean, I'm sure there's been plenty of people that have put stories out there. Obviously, that's why we're talking about this. But as far as I know, he is as good as we want him to be, which is great. But in 2007, I believe I'm getting that year right, there was a claim. This is a a picture and a story that, that was all over the internet. I saw it because I think somebody shared it. But the claim was that Fred Rogers served as a sniper or as a Navy SEAL during the Vietnam War with a large number of confirmed kills to his credit, which seems crazy. But then if you like read further into the story, um, you know, of course, any of those, they, they seem plausible. Um, they also said that Fred Rogers always wore long sleeve shirts and sweaters on his on a show to conceal tattoos on his arms he obtained while serving in the military, which when I read that, I'm like, of course, that makes sense, right? He's not what he portrays himself to be like many people on TV. You know, he has a past There's something else there. You know, it's that super kind, but he has like this, this violent killer military past. But what we found out was if you dig a little deeper, if you go to Snopes, this is, um, this is where I'm reading this from. This is Snopes.com. They debunked it. And here's the truth. A popu- they say a popular form of humor is to float a rumor that some mild-mannered, physically unimposing celebrity, such as John Denver or Don Knotts, not only served in the military, but held a position particularly known for requiring toughness and extreme mental and physical fortitude, such as a Navy SEAL, an Army Green Beret, a Marine Corps drill instructor, or an armed services sniper. Fred Rogers has also been the subject of such rumors, all of them false. Not only did Fred Rogers never serve in the military, there are no gaps in his career when he could conceivably have done so. He went straight into college after high school. He moved directly into TV after graduating college, and his breaks from television work were devoted to attending the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Uh, and the University of Pittsburgh's Graduate School of Child Development. More, moreover, Fred Rogers was born in 1928 and was therefore far too old to have been a draftee during the period of America's military involvement in the Vietnam, Vietnam Ground War and too established in his career at this point to have run off to enlist. Um, Fred Rogers never served in the military and he bore no tattoos on his arms or any other part of his body. He wore long sleeve shirts and sweaters on a show as a stylistic choice in order to maintain an air of formality with youngsters. Although he was friendly with the children and his viewing audience and talked to them on, on their own level, he was most definitely an authority figure on par with parents and teachers. Um, he was Mr. Rogers to them after all, not Fred. And his choice of dress was intended to establish and foster that relationship, which I was relieved when I found that out. I really was not that like how great to serve in the military, but like you want him to be this, just this, this kind man that, you know, is a, is childlike, but is, is also going to teach you things. And yeah, you want him to be what he is on his television show. I, I, as a kid, I watched Mr. Rogers and I still have fond memories of that. So you don't want that to be tainted because so many other celebrities, it, it, like those experiences have been tainted, tainted in a way because you find out these terrible things about them. Um, 
you know, I think the the guy that did the Elma voice, right? I think it came out that he was maybe a child predator. That's what I remember. Don't quote me on that, but I, you know, that that's just one example where you think like, how great, how great of a story, and then you find out there's this darker side. And as far as I know, there's never been that for Mister Rogers, so that's so comforting. And uh, I don't think there ever will be. So it's nice to know that that's possible. It's nice to know that we have people like that in the world or can have people like that in the world. And so there you go. That's the first edition of actual fake news. And let's go right into the second segment. The next thing I have for you is a segment I like to call... stories internet stories or bizarre internet stories i don't know i'm working out the title i think it's uh the general idea is these these are real stories this is not fake news these are real stories from the internet and i try to find things that are a little more obscure a little more uh uh you know out there not in the mainstream things that maybe you haven't heard of and this, I mean, this first one's like, it's been going around, so it's popular. So if you have heard it, I'm sorry, but this is like this. I, I could not, I could not not cover this. I could, right? Could not not. Anyway, I, I had to talk about this because once I saw it, I was like, that's, that's something I'd be very excited about if I was eligible to do this. But um, there is one remaining blockbuster in the United States, if I'm, if I've read this right. And it is in, uh, in Bend, Oregon. It's the only one still standing and Blockbuster was huge, right? Like there were video stores. There was that boom with video stores. You go rent a VHS, you watch a movie, but Blockbuster was like the one, you know, there's, there's, it's like having, you know, there's Kleenex. That's a brand. You call all tissue Kleenex because they are the brand. Blockbuster was like the video store brand before Netflix, before all that, like Blockbuster was the place to go to, to rent movies. It was exciting. It was exciting to go rent a movie, bring it home, watch it with the family. Like that was a good time. Something I look forward to as a kid. And um, hey, let me get, let me give you a little taste of um, of what Blockbuster was. Think of all the mature, responsible things you could be doing: helping old ladies cross the street, proudly maintaining your yard, hanging with your folks, or cleaning your room. But get real. You'd rather be playing video games. You can rent them from Blockbuster. They've got more of the coolest new Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Sega Genesis games for rent than anyone in the world. So dudes, why not get your games at Blockbuster? It's the mature thing to do. So they, like a lot of people, are not doing as well because of this pandemic. So they had an idea. And this is from, oh shoot, I did, I don't think I wrote down the, the newspaper this is from, but I believe this is from Bend, Oregon, a newspaper there. So they write, the only blockbuster store still standing in the world in Bend, Oregon, in fact, is allowing three small groups to each spend a different night inside watching a marathon of their favorite movies. Starting at 1 p.m. on August 17th, residents in Deschutes County probably got that wrong. Don't kill me, which includes Bend can go to airbnb.com slash blockbuster request to book one of three slumber parties at the blockbuster store on September 18th, 19th or 20th. 
the cost a penny more than a $3.99 movie rental plus taxes and fees. Uh, some people are trading a work from home setup for a uh, work from the road arrangement. The lone survivor of what was once the largest video chain store in the U.S. has partnered with Airbnb to offer separate sleepovers adhering to COVID-19 safety guidelines. A household of up to four people will have free reign of the Bend store's entire film and video game collection, plus be treated to pizza, Pepsi, and popcorn, which is like the best part, right? You get a movie, order a pizza, it's like a night in, but it feels just as good as a night out. Awaiting the slumber party, guests arrival. A recreation of the of a 1990s living room with a hide-a-bed sofa, beanbag chair, and a Sony VHS player. Cassette labels show Blockbuster's unforgettable, unforgettable request. Be kind. Please rewind. A classic, classic, classic phrase. Uh, quote, you'll have the store to yourself from check-in to check-out, says the Airbnb description. Whether you want to stay up until sunrise or pass out on the couch... We've created the perfect space for you to cozy up with new releases from the 90s. New releases, in quotes. Just beware, legend is a ghost named Bloody Mary. Haunts the staff bathroom off of the break room. Make it a blockbuster night. Only residents of uh, this area are invited to book a night at the fabled small town video store. Limiting overnight guests to people who live nearby discourages travelers from the pandemic says longtime store owner sandy harding who's known as the blockbuster mom which is god what a cool name can i get that employees and customers are family and i don't want to put anyone's health in jeopardy she says the crew will offer only curbside service for three nights for the three nights of sleepovers and will follow cdc and airbnb's enhanced cleaning protocols the store's vintage living room will be displayed for a limited time after the three night stays are over and the store's doors reopen to customers wearing masks and adhering to social distancing guidelines. Man, that's so cool because if it, you know, one of these days, I, I'm a huge fan of the, I'm a huge fan of the nineties, just that whole era, you know, it was my childhood. So I would love to, to do something like that for myself to recreate like a nineties living room. I think that that part is maybe the coolest thing to me. Being in a blockbuster, sure, that's cool. But like recreating that whole experience from the 90s, like how awesome. How awesome is that? I think I'm going to buy a house one day. I want to do that. I'm going to recreate a 90s living room. Maybe I'll recreate a blockbuster store. It's like nostalgia. I mean, that's everyone can appreciate that, right? So going back to that time period, it's... Man, what a what a nice thing to do, for one thing. What a kind thing to do. It's a theme today, right? Since we've talked about Mr. Rogers already. I mean, especially in a time where people are, are, are struggling to be able to like enjoy a night in, a blockbuster sleepover in a a uh recreated 90s living room. Man, I can't say enough about that. Can't say enough about that. But check it out. You can go, I guess you can go to their website. Or you can Google it. You'll find plenty of stories on it. It's a, uh, what a neat idea. And here's one more quote from her. Without the renters coming in every week, we can't survive, says Harding, who started man- started managing the store in 2004 when Blockbuster had 9,094 locations 
and 84,300 employees worldwide. The home video, the home movie and video game rental company filed for bankruptcy protection in 2010. A year later, it became part of the Dish Network, which eventually shuttered the last of the company-owned stores. It's so sad. It's the end of an era, and I feel like they did it to themselves. You know, they didn't change with the times, but, you know, it's good that one's still standing. It really is. And I think at some point we'll have, I think maybe VHS, just video stores in general, will come back. It's like a, you know, the same way record stores have come back where people are into that again. It's just like, it's, it's, it's a different experience than finding a movie on Netflix and renting it, like going to a store and doing that. It's, it's, it's something I think we're going to miss and I think we're going to go back to. So hopefully they can stay open. By 2019, all the privately owned blockbusters had shut their doors too, except this one. So man, that's like another reason just to root for them. Like you really want them to do well because they're the last one. It's like, if you could survive, how cool is that to be the only one? But we'll find out. Yeah, Google it. Check it out. It's, uh, I don't know when that first came out, but I've seen it recently. So it's, uh, it's a story that's been going around. So the last segment today. We're down to the last one, and I think I'm going to make this weekly. This is the miscellaneous important thing of the week where I'll share something that I, I either is important to me, something that I own, or in the future maybe having somebody else come on and share something that is important to them, an item, an idea, maybe a movie. Uh, it just depends, but it's a miscellaneous important thing, something that is important to someone, and... I've tried to do this before. It's just uh, you know, it doesn't always work out with with guests and maybe they don't maybe they don't have something that they want to talk about. So, we're going to start with my stuff. And this first week, this is something that has I've thought about a lot lately because you know, I'm a, I'm a I don't know what you call me, a filmmaker, a creative, a, a I, I like making things. I've made movies, I've made short films, I've and especially when I was younger, when I was in high school, when I was in college. And during that time period, there was a movie being made called Four Eyed Monsters. And if you haven't heard of this, you should really look it up. It's a movie. Oh, man. I, for, I So it's, it's more than just the movie. It's more the movie. And, and let me... Let me give you a little backstory. Forward Monsters is a film by, and I'm going to get these names wrong. These, this first name wrong. I meant to look it up, meant to look up the pronunciation before, and I didn't, and I apologize. It's a film by Susan Buis. I've never, I've never, I think, heard her last name said out loud. And I'm sure lots of people have butchered it, so I'm sorry. And Aaron Crumley, it follows uh, the two the couple's real life relationship, the couple initially communicated only through autistic means inspired to continue their online digital nonverbal courtship in the analog world. The film is a very low budget digital production, but has gained attention for its use of various web related strategies in distribution and its ability to build an audience through the use of online resources, a growing trend among contemporary indie filmmakers. In 2010, the film was released on video on demand where uh, and place under a Creative Commons attribution share-alike license, allowing the audience members to redistribute or even alter as they wish, which is crazy. I don't even think I've heard of that concept until like 
doing a little bit more research on this. Since then, a number of screenings have been utilized taking advantage of this open license. So I assume that means I can play whatever I want from it. I don't know if that still applies, but I'm going to, I'm going to play the full trailer for you. If you're watching this on YouTube, then you'll, you'll see it. If you're, if you're just listening to this, I encourage you to go check this out. You can find the trailer on YouTube. Um, somebody has posted it. So it's, uh, it's, I think around two minutes long. So enjoy. Seem to have a good attitude. Where do you live? Let's exchange a few more pics if you have any. I think I might find you hot. So if you're just listening, then you don't get the full effect at all because it's mainly just a song. And I mean, the trailer's a montage. I encourage you to go check it out because it's, um, man, the movie turned out great. But what really has stuck with me about this is the vlogs that were made about the movie. And those came out, I believe, also in 2005. And they were just so well made. If you're someone who's a fan of vlogs now, there's a lot of lot of vloggers out there on YouTube. But I I think these two are what really, really, I don't know st- about started the format, but like the cinematic vlog. If you like that style, if you like a Casey Neistat or somebody doing like really detailed cinematic shots with incredible editing and music, that to me it starts here. It starts with Four Eyed Monsters. It they were so good. And I think they were, I have the DVD. I did buy the DVD on eBay. Uh, I had never purchased it before because everything was available on YouTube. Now you can't find these vlogs anywhere. I couldn't. Um, so this is, this is the DVD. They got it distributed. Um, I guess in, I don't know, probably around 2007. Can't find it on here, but, um, this includes everything. So I, I don't know. They, for me, someone who's like that, that's the kind of creative stuff I wanted to make. They were such an inspiration, such a huge inspiration as a young filmmaker, as somebody who was just starting out seeing this, especially in 2005. I mean, they were, 
they had to have been working on this in 2003, 2004. And in that time, like filmmaking was just different, especially low budget filmmaking, especially uh, independent filmmaking. There, there weren't the same resources. You couldn't, you couldn't get the high quality for uh, such a low price. Now you can get a, you know, a camera for $2,000 and you, you're, you're shooting like raw 4k footage at that time you were you were getting like a mini dv camera and there were fewer options and you really had to be creative you really had to be different you had to try a little bit harder and you you know it was just different so this was just huge for me seeing like the success they had it, it made me feel like that i could also have that same success and you know i wish them the best actually i'd love to have them on the show i'd love to have a conversation with them because God, if you watch the vlogs, it's just like the the toll I think this took on their health and their relationship was was huge. I believe they maxed out all their credit cards and um, yeah, check it out. There's a, f- a few more facts that I think are really interesting. Uh, it was the full first full length feature on YouTube. So back in 2007, there was a limit. So now you can kind of put whatever you want on YouTube. There's no, I don't think there's a time limit. But then I think I want to say it was a 10 minute limit in 2007 so they had their movie their 90 minute movie i think it was 90 minutes Uh, 70 minutes but still much longer than 10 minutes they had theirs on youtube you could watch the whole thing for free so that was just like a big deal you know and I, i feel like a lot of people forget about this and that that makes me sad because it was such a big deal to me but Let's see. They also had their movie released. Obviously, you were able to get it on DVD. Um, they also they got a special audience award at South by Southwest 2005. And they also pre- premiered at Slamdance, which is something that's featured in the vlogs. So. And a little update. I believe Aaron has or is about to release another movie. Uh, called Moop, Matter Out of Place, which was about, um, it's like part fictional, part nonfiction, about uh, Burning Man. So I've seen the trailer. I can't remember if it ever came out. It was stuck in like this this middle, uh, like just unreleased but finished state. So... I think that was a problem, like getting distribution and keeping um, creative control. But I don't know. It's something I I may talk about more in the future. Like I said, I would love to have a conversation with them because this has been such a big influence on me. And I'm going to definitely rewatch these. But I I would say if you can find these at all, if you can find the vlogs or if you know me, come borrow this. And uh, I would gladly let you watch this. So that's that's it for this week. That's it. I hope you like the new segments. I enjoyed them. I'll keep uh, improving on them. Hopefully, I'll keep bringing you interesting stories and content. But thank you for being here. Thanks for sticking with me as this format changes and evolves. As always, if you like this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week.